Welcome to our weekly podcast of REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, where we discuss REBT subjects related to emotional and behavioral problems of various people or common ones that you could probably relate to. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein. I'm a clinical psychologist. My website is 3minutetherapy.com. And my co-host is Mick Berry, also an expert in REBT and co-author with me on a book on dealing with public speaking anxiety called Stage Fright. REBT is based on the principle that our emotions don't come from situations as almost everyone supposes they do, but rather our emotions come from our thinking about situations. And that's the first principle I teach my clients in the first session. So if you are anxious, depressed, or angry, don't look at the situation as responsible for those emotions, but look for what you're telling yourself about those situations. And in particular, look for your demands. Must, should, supposed to's, have to's. I must do well and get approval. Uh, you must treat me well, and my life must go well. So today we're going to be discussing uh, our own personal problems and how we deal with those. And Mick, do you want to say hello? Hi. <laughs> good work, good work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the main... Uh, emotional or behavioral problem that I have. Normally, it's a behavioral problem, and that is procrastination. So I tend to put off things uh, to do that are more difficult. For example, I have some goals I set every day, uh, doing my physical therapy exercises and working on my Psychology Today blog and um, other things, and doing my physical therapy exercises is easy for me to put off. So in order to deal with that first, I look for my demands. It must be easy to do these exercises, especially I must feel like doing them, and I can't stand uh, difficulty um, and discomfort in doing the physical therapy exercises. So I write out three-minute exercises, which consists of questioning and challenging those ideas. And also I try to use a principle that I learned from Mark Twain. And Mark Twain said, if you have to eat a frog, eat the largest frog first early in the morning. So in other words, get the hardest thing to do or the most uncomfortable thing to do, over with as soon as possible, and then uh, everything else will be easy in comparison. Mick, uh, what's your take on all this? It's an interesting approach because I actually do the opposite. In order to get out of bed, I often will do the thing I like the most in order to get me out of bed and get rolling, and then I'll get out of bed and get rolling with that. And then I go, okay, now I can move on to a harder task. So I use the exact opposite approach that you do. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> um, but uh, I was actually, when I suggested this topic, I was really thinking it would be interesting to talk about particular challenges that you or I have emotionally. I was just talking with a friend about a particular personal problem I had, and she gave me some great REBT advice. She said, well, you know, most of life is a pain in the neck. When you find those parts of life that aren't a pain in the neck, be happy about those. And then I quoted Albert Ellis to her. I said, well, I remember Albert Ellis saying, life is spelled H-A-S-S-L-E. Now, it would be very easy if you took that literally to say all of life is spelled H-A-S-S-L-E, but it isn't. A great deal of life is pleasurable, and dealing with the H-A-S-S-L-E-S's can actually be quite enjoyable. So even though we have hassles in life, dealing with the hassles can be quite fun. And so the way I use REBT, principally, I haven't accomplished anywhere near what my goals are in my life in terms of my career. And so I continually tell myself that whatever I accomplish in my career is not a reflection on my acceptability as a person or my, accept my life's acceptability. And I reiterate to myself that I can accept myself no matter what I accomplish or don't accomplish, and I can accept my life no matter what I accomplish or don't accomplish. And I also remind myself that if I don't accept myself, it doesn't matter what I accomplish, I still won't be happy. So in order to be happy, I had best accept myself regardless of any accomplishments, because if I base it upon accomplishing things, I will never be happy, even when I accomplish an incredible amount of things that many people find astonishing, I still won't be happy. So it's important for me to remember to unconditionally accept myself and unconditionally accept my life and also unconditionally accept other people. Throughout the day, I catch myself with demands I make. It's pretty easy to catch the demands if I get irritated or I get angry while I'm driving at another driver. I try to catch, my, catch that and say to myself, things don't have to go the way I want. I can be patient in getting through this situation. This is not what I want to have happen, but I can deal with it and work with it so that I am moving on to circumstances that I like. Very good. I uh, have a technique in the procrastination chapter in my book. On uh, The book is called Three Minute Therapy, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And one of the uh, techniques is called the, uh, the Three Minute Procrastination Buster, where if you're putting something off, just think of doing it, doing three minutes of it. Uh, so it doesn't seem so momentous. And then once you do the three minutes, then often you could continue doing more, use moment, the momentum you've developed. And if you don't continue, at least you've gotten three minutes of the task done. Yes, Nick? Yeah, I use that all the time. As you know, I'm a musician, and I will <clears throat> use a timer 
I'll be practicing different things as a drummer. I'll practice one drum groove and I'll set the timer. I won't do it for three minutes. I'll do it for five minutes. And you can accomplish a lot as a musician. If you just do one exercise for five minutes, you work on the C scale on piano for five minutes, you're going to get a lot done. And so after the five minutes is up, I move on to another task and I move on to another task after that and then another task after that. And then for other things in which I procrastinate on, I have used the three-minute procrastination buster. And I've even taken it literally and said, I'm going to do this for three minutes. And after three minutes, if I don't want to do it anymore, I'm going to stop. Usually I don't. But there have been a couple of times in which I intentionally make myself stop at three minutes to prove that, yes, it truly is a three-minute procrastination buster. Because if I start thinking, well, I'm going to start and say three minutes, and then I'm going to go for 45, then I start thinking, well, it's not really a three-minute procrastination buster. No, it is. I have taken it literally and said, I'm going to do this for three minutes, and I'm going to make myself stop at three minutes to prove it is a choice that I can stop at three minutes. Great. Great. You you mentioned Albert Ellis earlier, so uh, in case uh, viewers are not familiar with Albert Ellis, Albert Ellis devised this approach to therapy, rational emotive behavior therapy, and he's written over 80 books about it, applying it to different issues and different problems. So I recommend that you uh, go to Amazon and read some of his books. That's uh, He was the one who devised this entire approach. Mick? And I once, well, I saw him speak probably 10, 12 times. I don't know. I remember one time he was speaking and the advice he gave the crowd was, push your ass, push your ass. And I've often used that. Okay, let's get going. Now, in addition to what I mentioned earlier, I do try to get to a three-minute exercise in ABC every day. Sometimes I intentionally skip them so I don't start thinking I have to do them. It's always a choice. I don't have to do it. So I want to get rid of that idea and so that I must do the three-minute exercise. I must be rational. It's always a choice. And so I try to get to a three-minute ABC every day. Usually takes me about 10 minutes to do it and then read it back on something that could be bothering me or potentially be bothering me. And I find it very effective. And also if I skip, which I have for four or five days, I can find myself getting unduly irritated. As you have pointed out, and Ellis has pointed out, we're always fallible human beings. We will never be completely rational. And so the way to stay largely rational is to continually see what you can do to eradicate your demands and retain your desires. I also write out a three-minute exercise every day, first thing in the morning, not because I think I have to do it, but because I have a strong preference to do it, and that keeps me sane. So I'm one of the most sane people around as a result of doing these exercises and as a result of having Albert Ellis as my therapist when I was 18 years old and reading many of his books. Mick? Yeah, and I wanted to say that another thing that I do 
is try to use semantic precision. And my sister has astutely pointed out that one of the most important ways to use semantic precision, precision is in our own thinking. And I tell myself I need to do a three-minute exercise or I have to do one, I will correct that and say I do a three-minute exercise, which is more accurate. It is best for me to do a three-minute exercise. I do not have to do them. Yeah, or I strongly prefer to do them. Another uh, strategy I recommend in my chapter on procrastination in uh, my book, Three Minute Therapy, is what I call a three-second knockout. So I have some phrases that I use that I can remind myself uh, in just a few seconds to overcome procrastination. And one is when I'm faced with a difficult task, one of my three-second knockouts is tough, shit, just do it. So that's another strategy that can be used. Mm -hmm. Well, and I find um, push your ass is useful in that way also. The most important thing is to do. You have told me if you want a three-second knockout, do, don't, stew. And in fact, this morning, I was wondering, do I stay here, practice on the electronic drums? Do I go to the drum studio, which is 20 minutes away, and practice on the acoustic drums? And I found myself pondering. I said, well, I don't know if it's best to do it to go and practice on the acoustic drums or stay here and avoid the time driving, but I'm going to go and practice on the acoustic drums. And if it's the wrong decision, it's the wrong decision. I don't care. So I at least got going and got that in. Yeah. Right. Some of the strategies that we've been mentioning, Mick and I, um, are included in my book called how to be laid back yet accomplished stuff. And it's available on Amazon for only $5. You could get it there. Oh, 17 different anti-procrastination strategies. Okay, Mick, did you want to uh, conclude with a final word? Um, just that REBT does require continued commitment. And I've known people who conclude it doesn't work while they don't do the exercises. If you don't do the exercises, and you don't stay on top of your demands, uh, no, REBT will not work. It will not work if you do not employ it to solve your emotional problems. As you have pointed out, we are all demand-making machines or demand-making beings, and our tendency is to demand things, and the more we want something, the easier it is to place, turn it into a demand, and we end up uh, doing ourselves in if we let ourselves go by our natural tendency, which is to turn our desires into a demand. Now, some people are biologically or naturally born without a strong tendency to do this. I myself have a strong tendency to do it, so I've had to stay on top of it and continue to stay on top of it. I see you smiling. Yeah, <laughs> smiling. Yeah, because I thought that was a great last word. So thanks for the last word, Mick. Uh, that's Mick Berry, REBT expert. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, REBT therapist with a 
online and in-person practice. And thank you, Chris Rossini, our tech engineer, for holding it all together. Comment below if you had thoughts. Give us a thumbs up if you gained from this. Suggest subjects you would like us to discuss in the future. We often get suggestions. A volunteer to be on with us. We're happy to discuss subjects with you, your personal problem, or if you're a therapist, a problem of a client of yours that you'd like help with. And uh, subscribe to the Three Minute Therapy podcast to do what, Mick? Stay on the rational side of life.